on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Tom Marshall talks about Newark's newest club. Tony Smith's back and he's got and he's got a fitting cough. We speak we speak to a proud mum, a very proud mum actually. And as I've just mentioned, Tony puts in an appearance, which is quite novel for this week. Just in time to look back at all last weekend sport and forward to what's going to happen this weekend when the sun apparently is going to shine. Welcome to the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And as it's Thursday, we're going to start with a look back at some of the national stories that's made this week's news. And we'll go all the way back to last Saturday in a much-changed Wales side, equal to their record run of 11 successive test wins with an unconvincing win over Italy in Rome. Warren Gatlin had made 10 changes from the team that beat France. On to Sunday, and Scherzo Aguero was Manchester City's hero as they returned to the top of the Premier League by outclassing Chelsea. And talking about outclassing, England blew away France in the first half with a hat-trick of tries from Johnny May to continue their fabulous start to the Six Nations. Monday, and Paul Scholes was unveiled as Oldham Town's, Oldham Athletic's new manager even. He was cleared to take charge of the League Two club after the English Football League meeting on Friday. Of course, he has a 10% stake in Salford City because she names Paul Scholes. That's not a problem. Arsenal midfielder Alan Ramsey has signed a pre-contract agreement to join Juventus, a deal that is going to earn him £400,000 a week. On to Tuesday, and England's most famous goalkeeper, Gordon Banks, passed away at the age of 81. And a blow for England rugby as prop Mango... Um, and Vonapola is ruled out of the rest of the Six Nations with an ankle injury. Wednesday. West Indian fast bowler Shannon Gabriel was banned for the first four one-day internationals against England. Gabriel, 30 years old, he should know a lot better, accepted the charge by the International Cricket Council over comments made to England captain Joe Root. Root had told him, don't use it as an insult, there is nothing wrong with being gay. Joe Root goes up, in my estimation. And finally to today, and this has really got my goat up, West Bromwich Albion forward Dwight Gale has accepted a two-match ban for successful deception of a match official. In Tuesday's draw against Nottingham Forest, he committed an act of simulation which led to a penalty being awarded in the 89th minute of the game. I'm going to have something to say about that one in a minute, but... What I want Mr Smith to do is pick his story from all that little lot and give me his comments. The only problem is, I didn't tell him I was going to say that. Not a problem. I've got some really bad news to start with. I'm here every night next week. Mm. Sorry about that. And I was in a good mood. <laughs> I think there's only one place to start, and that's with the... Uh, the death of the best goalkeeper these shows have ever produced. There have been three great goalkeepers worthy of the name in in, in, in football history. Lev Yashin of Russia, uh, Gianluigi Buffon and Gordon Banks. 
and the tributes that poured in for him were absolutely bang on and from legends of the game. When Pelly's your best mate because of a save you've made, you've done pretty good as a keeper. <laughs> not bad, is it? <laughs> it really is. It's really not too bad. And, of course, we've seen that save again on TV all, all week, haven't we, in social yeah. media, and it, it's as good now as it was when we first saw it. But my favourite bit of all was people have asked him over the years why Gordon Banks was laughing after he made the save. He got up from making that fantastic save, he got up from the foot of the post... And he was chuckling. And people have always said, why were you laughing? And he said, because Bobby Moore said to me, you're losing it, Banks, he used to catch them. Which is, you know, just uh, sums up the English spirit in a moment like that. Well, it's the right thing to say, isn't it? Oh, yeah. and, 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 and he is a sad loss, and yes, he was. Hmm. He was one of them. I actually totally agree with you. He was a great, great goalkeeper, and he was also a great, great man. Tremendous gentleman. And um, his last interview was with uh, a guy called Chris Bascom from the Daily Telegraph. And they went to um, something like the, the Hilton Inn in Stoke. And uh, the guy on reception didn't recognise them. And Chris said, um, I'm here to do an interview. And um, he it, it, it said to Banksy, uh, would you like to use your suite? They've got a Gordon Banks suite. And the, the guy on reception said... Why would he want to use that? And Chris Bascom was about to say, do you know who this is? And Gordon Banks just took him by the arm and said, this will do over here. It's nice and quiet. What a, what a great, great man. That you, if, you, if you can combine greatness with humility, you have cracked it in life. You most, you, you most certainly have. And um, you, 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 you chose wisely, mm. Mr mm. Smith. And we're going to do this again next week when the show is strictly Mick and Tony next Thursday night um, and we're going to do this and then we're going to look into these a little bit deeper next week but we've got some wonderful guests in tonight so hmm. time for one story from you and one whinge from me because <clears throat> Dwight Gale okay he's a Newcastle player so I should like him I'm sorry but he fooled the referee and he's not the first one to do that but he accepts a two match ban okay West Brom still got the point Forrest was winning 2-1 forget it's Forrest for a minute the team was winning 2-1 with one minute to go. He cheats, blatantly cheats, and the game ends 2-2. In my world, you take the point back off West Brom and give it to the opposition. As simple as that. That's going to stop them because his teammates are going to stop him. The teammates now still think he's a hero because he's gained them a point. Mm. OK, he's going to miss the next two games, but he might have tripped over and missed the next two games. Where's the punishment, Tony? There's no punishment whatsoever in football if you suspend a player or if you find them. There's no point finding footballers these days. But if you take points away from the club, then it affects everybody. The individual concerned, the club and the supporters, and that's what makes the impact. Yeah, and that will stop them doing it. yeah. yeah. Now, uh, if I can see it, you can see it, why the heck can't the Football League, the FA or whoever's going to hold responsible for this one? And very quickly, very, very quickly, Shannon Gabriel and Joe Root. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, by Joe, I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, in this day and age, particularly, you know, to think that calling somebody gay is an insult, I mean, how ridiculous. You know, I mean, how, how ignorant... 
of anybody to do that. But, I mean, how stupid of a cricketer at that level to do it when there's about 10,000 stump mics around you. You know, you just, you've got to be squeaky clean on a pitch when you, I mean, like, in South Knox League Division D, we can say what we like, absolutely no problem. But even then, you use your brain as well, you know, and uh, it's just, Joe Root, to come back and say that is absolutely fantastic. It, it, it is a cracking comeback, and I'm, I'm glad it was picked up on the mic. And it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's just the man. Again, though, they banned him for four matches. West Indies were going to arrest him for the first three. They'd already announced that. <laughs> <laughs> but but in this day and age, if anybody thinks that being gay is an insult, then dear God, you know, I mean, in the 1950s, whoa, yeah. You still got hanged from trees, I think, you know, at least having your capstan full strength taken off you. But I mean, you know, these days, come on, people. A 30 year old international cricketer, it, mm. really, it makes you weep, it really does. Anyway, guest time, because it's a. Um, Shall I go now? Yeah, you can go now. <laughs> you've, you've done your bit. Um, a Radio Newark favourite who hasn't been to see us for quite a while because he's been busy um, starting a new club up. That's what it boils down to. We're going to talk about the new club in a while because uh, um there's obviously a time time lapse between here and the other side of newark as regards guests arriving but uh, we'll figure that one out in a few minutes um what i am very pleased to see is that tom marshall's back was in the studio tom welcome back to radio newark thank you very much um you started the new club we're going to talk about the new club in a few minutes time but first of all it's been a while since you've been to see us so what have you been up to running wise Ah, that is a big question. <laughs> what has it been? Eight months, I reckon, since I last saw you? It's a long time. Let's just say nearly a year. About a year. So, that's pretty much the entire triathlon season last year. I had quite a good season. I stepped up my distances, and the first half Ironman I tackled was one down in Mercy, which is Colchester Way, um, which was really demanding. It was... heat of the day was, was incredible. Um, and it was a lap around the island. It's like, um, it's just disjointed from the mainland. Because it, it, it isn't, it's one of those when the tide comes yeah, in, it's right. an island. It, yeah. That's where yeah. you've been. Yeah. I've not been, but... That's beautiful, beautiful, stunning location. Yeah. And we had a roasting hot, sunny day, which when you're doing long-distance triathlon, is not always the good thing. So a lot of the run was on the beach itself, on the sand. So really dramatic underfoot, very hard to pick your legs up. But um, did really well, came, came six, small event. 50, 50, 60 people, but um, had an amazing event, um, and that sort of set me up for my triathlon season. So I then did my first long distance, long, long distance event, doing the Outlaw Full at Nottingham. Um, brilliant event, absolutely horrendous conditions this time, <laughs> like rained, poured down, um, heavy winds for the bike, but managed to get through it and was really happy with the time I got. I think pretty much everybody who I coach or is involved with the club now and friends and extended family were out on the on the road supporting me. I think there must have been 50 people come to support me that day and that was uh, that was even better than the, the event itself. I had my nephews, my nieces and my mum and dad on the finishing line and it was just an absolute fantastic to come through and have all that support. So, um, yeah, then my my last big event triathlon wise was the Vitruvian which is at Rutland Water and that was the the national competition and I managed to finish top 50 in that so I was really happy with 
my results. Um, we managed to get a few friends out of the woodwork to come and join me for that event, which was just as uh, just as intriguing to see how they could perform. You see, football's losses obviously triathlon's gain, isn't it? <laughs> well, to some degree. <laughs> if I could step up another bracket, I'll be uh, hopefully knocking down the doors of uh, some of the the podium places in a few years' time. But uh, uh, I'm expecting actually. Well, we're expecting me and Caroline, so that might have to be put on the uh, the back burner. Well, you've done your bit. Years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done my bit. <laughs> so I've got to just give you a ring. Yeah, if, if, if she has a baby at the weekend, just give you a phone call. It's, 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 it's simple. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, there's, all those heads, those heads being shaken in here now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. when when's the big uh, when's the big day? Um, it's going to be July the seventh. So far, right. And are any triathlons booked in for round about the beginning of July? This is the funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> so end of July is the outlaw again, which I've signed up for. So the full. So I'll need to be uh, trained and ready for that date, I believe. But the running's going well. <laughs> the running's going very well because you asked that originally. Well, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> and that's brilliant news. I mean, joking apart, that is absolutely br- brilliant news, yeah, isn't it? So, so um, how leading runners are all starting families? Because Becky Gallup is expecting us as well, of course. And absolutely. So she, she's actually missing the London Marathon this year. Just... Well, she's given me two of her places for other events as well because she's yeah. not been able to do them. So thank you, Becky, for getting me into some events that I would normally have been part of. So there's there's going to be a couple of young runners around second half of this this year that's um gonna have big reputations to keep up aren't they absolutely <laughs> <laughs> they most certainly are um we'll talk about the new club as i keep saying in in the moment because alongside your running tentatively you started coaching that's correct so and obviously one thing's grown into another i, I appreciate it, but let's go back to the early days of sort of six and seven o'clock in the morning in the cattle market car park with half a dozen people that was the start wasn't it well that continues funny enough. Does it? Oh, excellent. Yeah, absolutely so um i'm still doing my morning coaching sessions small group coaching um expanding where i can um sitting that alongside the university work i do because i am also a lecturer at knots and lincoln university subject aside <laughs> um what, what are we lecturing my profession prior to getting involved in triathlon was uh, interior architecture. All right. So I, I'm involved in design. We don't get posh people in very often, do we? <laughs> no, no, but no. I, I think it's also very brave to admit on live radio that you meet at half six in the morning in the car park with six other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's got nothing to do with triathlon. <laughs> I'm not going to name some of the other people, but I do know who they are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, so sort of continue doing my coaching, small group coaching and just trying to involve the community in my own passion. I'm currently on my level two plus course to further my knowledge and just trying to get as much information as possible and try and pass that on to the people I knew it because that's where I'm passionate about, trying to involve people in the sport and being the best they can be. Um, and I guess long term, that's where I want to be in life. And it is the the sport at the moment, isn't it? You know, if, if, fortunately, if, if, yes. If triathlon <laughs> is right up there at the, at the top of the of the in sports. Shall shall we say? It's just I just see triathlon. I, I really sort. can't understand why, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's for people who can want to try a bit of everything and want to stay injury free. Because if you pound the ground with your running all day long, or week long, or year long, 
undoubtedly you will pick up some injuries whereas with the swimming and the biking and having that fluidity between three different events it just keeps your body in better shape and keeps you looser and keeps your mind on other things and not necessarily just targeting on that one sort of difficult task that you've got you've brought tonight with you a couple of young ladies Absolutely. obviously are from the the t-shirts that the webcam if it was working you would see are um members of, of your club and are, 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 are the ladies triathlon virgin shall we say do they want to say that well they're gonna do in a minute but <laughs> um <laughs> yes pretty much so right yeah. so we can have a chat to them to why why on earth anybody would want to do a triathlon <laughs> So that, a, folks, a good is, point. that <laughs> folks is is still to come. Um, but when we've had a little break and got some seating sorted out, Tony and I are gonna have a quick look back at a windy and wet very successful last weekend. Well the weather did try its best to ruin last weekend, but it, it didn't manage it because um in the end we had an absolutely cracking weekend. I'm just gonna go through a few of the headlines and then Tony I've got no doubt of which one he's going to pick out, but he might surprise me. I doubt it, but he might. Um, last weekend's headlines, Flo Serve come from behind to win in the league and then on Tuesday night put five past Renner to set up a League Cup semi-final against Radford. That should be interesting. Newark Town make it two wins and two clean sheets as they move off the bottom of um, the Central Midlands table. Southwell and Aslockton both reach the last four of the Knotts Senior League Cup. The Hockey Ladies win at Kettering and the men beat Chesterfield. Riley Picker and Joseph Monk both win bronze medals as the mini cross-country league season comes to an end. Collingham under-18s reach the Lincolnshire County Cup final by absolutely smashing Grimsby by six goals to one. The Rugby Club under-16s reached the NLD final with a last-minute, actually a last-kick victory over Paviers. And we are actually going to talk later on to the lad, the 15-year-old lad that took the kick. We're going to talk to his mother because uh, when I spoke to her on Monday, she was still quite excited. Ryan Atwood scored five of his size 10 goals that they put past Kaythorpe. And Ed Howlett gets a bronze medal at the Merseyside Open. Not bad for a little market town, Tony. No, it's a, it's a nice little roundup of results, that, isn't it? That, that, absolutely great results all the way through. Um, obviously, uh, Flosso's been the finest. <laughs> I wonder if that, <laughs> I thought that might get the mention. Go on, then. 60 seconds. Go. No, basically, 2-1 down and going nowhere. And then uh, the longest ever team talk in the dressing room, where the, uh, the linesman had to um, batter the door down to get the team back on the pitch. But when they came back on the pitch, Flo served a completely different proposition. And uh, we won 3-0 in the second half, and it could have been 6-0. Brilliant second half performance. Tuesday? Tuesday, 5-0. Renner did well to get nil. Job done. With nine seconds to spare? Yeah. That's it. That's it. You just bask in the glory. You're getting better. OK, um... Newark Town, there's been lots of comments made, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you, and they beat what's in front of them, and they beat them two weeks running, and they've kept clean sheets for two weeks running. Any football manager wants a win, but if you get a win, if you, if you get a win with clean sheets, absolutely superb. That is the icing on the cake. Three points in the clean sheet is the best you can do in football. I, I 
so proud of Joseph Monk. Joseph Monk is coming in here ne next week. He's had a bad 2019. Um, lots of injuries. His granddad has passed away. He, 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 you know, for a 12-year-old lad, he's had a bad... Yeah. Had, and, and Riley Picker, who's coming into the running, Lark, I think both them two are triathletes, um, both got bronze medals in the, at, at the end of the Knotts Mini League, and they, they, they will be so proud of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, as I say, it was just a great weekend, wasn't it? All the, 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 the results that were out there for everybody concerned. But, um, you know, I mean, as we said before about, um, you know, the young lad Monk, it's, it's how you respond to adversity. That's what, that's what makes you great. And one final headline before we go back to Tom and the gang. One final sporting-ish headline from the week is that the Radio Nilt favourite, Megan Williams. Oh, yeah. Passed her driving test today at the first ever Did attempt. She? Ah, good. You Don't... knew it would be the first attempt from Megan. I, I wish we had those webcams in. You could see me passing my car keys over to Mick now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan's on the road, so, oh, dear. <laughs> Poor old Dad Steve's face would be a picture. <laughs> Absolute picture. OK, um, a new club is born, or a new club has been born, and there's at least three out of the four in here in the club uniform and one for someone there for the reason in a welsh top but i shouldn't have expected any difference what what whatsoever um um w welcome back first of all to to to, to an, an old favorite i haven't seen for a long time um welcome back um to win thomas win um thank you let, 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 let's start first of all um and something that's very very important how many is england going to win by in um, the Six Nations when when they go to Cardiff. Win, did you say win by? Yes. Hang on, let me just adjust my hearing aid. Come on, the, slap, slap. the form they're in at the moment. Well, it's only, you know, do you know what they sing? You're, you're only, you're, what, what's the word they sing? You only sing when you're winning? <laughs> That's why I'm singing. Yeah, okay. Keep singing, my friend. So. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a um, very close match. And if, if Wales do win, <clears throat> say it again, if Wales do win, it'll be a, a two-pointed in between them. I believe. I'm, do, I'm sticking to that belief in my head. Do, do you think um, the head of English rugby is writing his assessment this is the best Welsh side ever? He, he, doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't need to write the assessment. The, the best side Welsh ever team is there. It's ready, it's ready to conquer. It's like a brand new one, two, five, City 125 train. It's, we're coming with speed and we're, we're coming with force, my friend. Anyway... You sit down and drink your whiskey, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, eh? Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you missed me, I can tell. Tom, what have you done? <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> He's doing the right thing. If Wales do beat England, when, then I would just go away Move for a few side, weeks. Move to the side, that's He's getting banned from his own session. <laughs> I think he probably ought to be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be talking you through that game for years. Oh, you're very right. But actually, it's very unlikely, so I shouldn't worry too much about it, Tom. <laughs> um, that's anyway, more like it. <laughs> so, the, improving. The, the scenario as I see it, then, is that you've started these sessions, which, which, which you still do, and more and more people was coming along. Yes. Um, so you had a bit of a brainwave. Absolutely. Why not? get more and more people involved and a supporting network now newark is a 
fantastic it's a fantastic boxing town as you know we mentioned mm. last week it's a yes. fantastic running town because you know with the striders with not fast with newer kc yeah we have got better than most big cities have got yeah because uh, we're yeah, yeah. we are accommodating everything but we haven't got a specialist tri club correct well now we do <laughs> <laughs> exactly that i mean to try and get people involved, we don't want to promote triathlon as such. We want to promote multi-sport. So we want people to... Because a lot of people are put off the swim, especially if they're not capable at this stage. The idea is to try and get people involved. But I think the first step for most people would be trying to get involved in sort of such things like dual athlons, where you've got your, your bike and your run events, which most people are happy to give a go. And you've got a great cycle squad in Newark as well. So it's just trying to connect those dots together and get people to try a couple of sports in one and hopefully with the with that sort of progression happening eventually give triathlon a go i mean i think we, we, we've had this conversation on the past and triathlon as, as we alluded to it is at the moment the the in sport which everybody seems to be wanting to give a go and yes it, it's had fantastic coverage on the olympics yeah, yeah. there's net you know we now know the names that's out there Absolutely. and we all want to well, Tony and I don't, but... Um, Why not? <laughs> That's where it's going next. It, it's, it's an age thing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're tied up with this. I also would love to give it a go. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Course, course. You, keep, you keep agreeing. Um, <laughs> so on the back of that, it is the right time to get involved in triathlon, isn't it? I believe so. I think w on the world stage, it's becoming much more of a team sport, and triathlon England, they're trying to involve it into a spectator-friendly sport. Mm -hmm. Because when you watch the long-distance triathlons, they're quite hard going because people are out there for 10 hours. It doesn't make fantastic TV. But since they did the sprints at Nottingham, so they got all the um, international athletes wear best to come as teams and do a super sprint tag team relays, it really has sort of taken off since then as well. And more and more people are watching it and getting excited by it and being involved with it, especially in the Nottingham area because these are, these are held by the Victoria Embankment um, just in Nottingham, central Nottingham. Um, and with that buzz, I just people are drifting into it and wanting to give it a go. And the great thing is, is you know, like we said before, for those people who are suffering problems with injuries, doing the sport they're doing, particular runners, it just gives them another avenue to try something different. And maybe it starts by being part of their rehabilitation because the bike and the swim are low impact. And then it just gives them something to, to aspire to and try. And it's such a demanding sport to be good at all three and to balance your time and to come out at the end of it and have succeeded something that you probably never thought possible. I think there's lots of events out there where people can start them and finish them um, within a time frame and complete, whereas triathlon, it's very difficult to do that, to just get over the line is an unbelievably good performance because of the demands to have to do three different sports entirely and i think the challenge is 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 a really good challenge a real real healthy challenge for people to just you know get up and give it a go and hopefully as we're bringing the club up we can help that stepping stone and i think as our club is is becoming more and more popular i mean we started it in january january the first so it's still very much in its novice stages but as we get more and more members, I think we'll 
focus on those sort of novice athletes and and try and get them to sort of get that involvement and that fun aspect um and then who knows you know we might get an elite squad eventually and then take over the world and all that starting a new club is by far from easy i mean i spent all my life being involved in the paperwork side of clubs and i know what it's like and you cannot do everything no, um, you, you can't be chairman, secretary, treasurer, organiser, T-boy, whatever. And it doesn't work <laughs> like that. It, it's impossible. So you needed somebody who's been there, done that, and got the T-shirt as regards yeah, yeah. being a club man. Uh, and I don't think there's many better than the... Well, OK, he's Welsh, but apart from that, <laughs> we won't hold that against him. Yeah, um, that um, <laughs> when you, you brought Wynn into it. Yeah, yeah well, we, we both spoke... <laughs> We've, we did a, we looked at a bit of multi-sport together because Wynn does a lot of cycling himself and he started to learn to swim about six months ago, six or nine months ago. And as we were talking and as we were you know, being involved with each other's training, we were just saying, wouldn't this be a good idea? So it sort of, it was always, it was on my radar to some degree, but I think the, I didn't, I wasn't ever going to make that big step by myself because it's quite, it's a demanding task and having the experience that clearly, you know, Wynn can bring and just that enthusiasm that is associated with Wynn's personality and just making feel, people feel welcome is something that I knew we could work really well together. So we sort of just, in the early days, we were just conversations about could this work and would we like to do this? And then it grew and grew and grew and then it became more serious. And then we just thought, I would think we'd never be ready. We could have waited two years and we'd never been ready. So we just took the decision to launch in January, wherever we were, try and get some track time, which is something that, you know, with a new track in, in Newark, it's absolutely unbelievable mm-hmm. having those sort of facilities. And it just seemed like the time to do it. And just progress as things go on and try and add things to the club and as it grows and there's more people who have, who volunteer to help us support that network, we can put more bike rides on and more transition training, which is something specific to triathlon, and just more brick sessions, which means dueling your sports up. So, you know, going for a swim one day and then hopping out on the bike and then trying a little run at the end of it or to one of those degrees. Uh, how much persuading when did it take you sort of to get back into the throes of running a sports club um it was i think it was it, same as tom really it was in the back of my mind to get involved into something different really um looking back in history and looking back in time newark has never really st- stabilized itself with the triathlon club um and Maybe a few, maybe about six to nine months before I got back up again off my feet, you know. And it's you kind of leave one project and you want to grow another, really. Um, there's this success of the past project can only enlighten the future projects. Um, we, obviously, we want to do with Newark, with Newark Try, really. Um, Newark, as you stated, you know yourself, Mick. Newark is a growing town, and it's becoming a town where the sport needs to go on the map needs to stay in the map and it needs to stay in the map for the rest of my life and the rest of our lives really. well we've actually now we've lost the biggest excuse that we've ever had we haven't got any facilities Again, we, yeah, that excuse right. has been lost it's been yeah. lost in football yeah, of course it's it been is. lost at the leisure center and most importantly probably it's been lost on that athletics track we haven't yeah. got to we cannot hide now behind no. 
oh, we've got nowhere to go. Yeah, and it's and again, you, you've, you've said it, and it's the nicest opportunity, again, is myself and Tom, we're linked up with YMCA as well, um, we're looking to future projects with them, but I think what the exciting thing about it is, is as Tom stated, we're, we're open to people that they want to try something different. It is a multi-sport. It's a three-sport. You have to be committed um, to something. But, uh, you know, for me to do a triathlon, I've never done one as such on my own. And I signed up for my first one in June on my own, as, as in a sense, people around me. It's nerve-wracking because I'm not sure whether I'll complete it. But I'm excited. I, I'll give it a go. And that's what it's all about, is giving it a go. And I'm a believer that people are capable of doing something if they put their heart to it. You're a, you've always been a winner, but you also know that every single person cannot come first. Yeah. And it's, yeah. with it's, you. it's the taking part. part. If, if, if you've won in your own mind, you've won, haven't you? Of course you have. It's as simple as that. I don't, but I'm not a When people say to us, me in the club, is they say, um, I'm too slow. Why, good, why are people interested in me? I don't, I don't go there. I, I, I don't pity people's ways when they say they're too slow because it's the hair and the rabbit story, isn't it? Is, is that the right no, thing? It, it is, and I, I, you know, thankfully, and it's another thing that's changed for the better. Yes, it o- over the years because um, everything had to be a competition. Yes, I agree. But now it's the taking part is as important as, as, as anything yeah. else and if you get a personal best and then you get another pb brilliant yeah, doesn't yeah. matter if you finish 248th you've got a pb it. surely yeah. yeah you've won yeah yeah and it's exciting um, you know i'm a great believer in saying in saying it really there's greater there's greater things yet to come for, for the club itself and as tom stated we we only started off in january we're quite lucky to have two lovely ladies next to me that were supporting us in the background, you know, behind behind a, a great man. Is have, a great the, have these two lovely ladies done a triathlon yet? Not yet. Right, I'll come yes, to that in a moment. Brewing. It's brewing, okay. It's Co- brewing. Tony wants to say something, I think, first. <laughs> I was just going to uh, say something in addition to win there. Uh, basically, um, there used to be a girl, uh, one of the top uh, pentathletes around, called Rachel Wilmot from Farnsfield. And I did a um, Christmas feature where uh, we, uh, we actually condensed her pen- pentathlete or her pentathlon disciplines into three so we could have a triathlon. And one was the run, one was a shoot with a pistol at a target, and one was a swim. And uh, in the run, it was the, during the heyday of my <laughs> running career. And, and, and I was right. 29th of July, <laughs> 1984. <laughs> but, but, but basically, we went, we went to Southwell Leisure Centre, and during the run, I was right on the shoulder all the time. I felt really proud of the run. And in the, in the shooting out of 100, I got about 65 or something. I would have done a lot better, but I trapped the trigger on my me, on me thumb. And so I was, I was bleeding quite profusely. But in the swim, uh, you actually get timed with the swim, and then yeah. you get so many points for your time. And I was two and a half minutes, the two minutes, 20 seconds outside of no points. <laughs> but it was a great achievement at the end of it, yeah. you know, and, and, and the, the, as, as well as thoroughly enjoying the triathlon experience, I also didn't drown. I was quite pleased with that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I think you've, you're right. And I think, you know, the, the, the most exciting thing I, I thrive on, um, Mick, is 
seeing new people coming onto the club and saying, I will give it a go. And that's, that, exactly and, and what, that's what it's all about. We know the Wins, we know the Toms, we know the Beckys, but you bring some new people, some yeah. new faces, some yeah. new names. I'm excited. Then you board. are winning. I cannot believe for one minute that anybody who is prepared to actually take on a triathlon, which is, you know, is the top of the sort of endurance, the, the stamina, yeah. for somebody who's going to take on that is actually... You can take that on and you can be shy, but I think I've actually found somebody who is actually shy and can do a triathlon. Uh, only me, only me. Um, Tom, beside of you, you've got a young lady who's... Um, well, just tell us who you are. Come on. It's um, your big... No pressure. Hi, I'm Sarah Jane. Right. Zoe. Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. Sorry, Sarah Jane. Just go a bit close to that mic, Sarah Jane, if you can. What in heaven's name possessed you to want to do a triathlon right let's start at the beginning i'm not doing a triathlon <laughs> yeah, yeah. you wasn't doing a radio yeah. show yeah. <laughs> yet yet um, but i am doing a duathlon so i'm doing my first duathlon in march um never done one before never had a go been persuaded to do it thought it was a good idea so gonna give it a go did you take a lot of persuasion um no no a little. <laughs> what? What? That. So, dual Afron is is running and cycling. Yeah. So, what's your running and cycling history? Um, I've been running for about two and a half years. Cycling, done no race cycling whatsoever, apart from odd bits and bobs on my own. Did a lot of mountain biking years and years and years ago, but since then, no. Took a bike out last October and thought, yeah, this is a good idea. I, I think it's brilliant. I mean, this is absolutely commendable. Tom, the, these, Sarah Jane, the sort of lady, the sort of person that you are looking at. Oh, Sarah Jane's amazing. She's, Just she's put so, that in, in front of me, old. She's so modest about things. Her, her running has come on so well. She's, Sarah Jane will attack anything, give it 100% and have a smile on her face at the end despite how anything goes and she'll be there for everybody else all the time. And this, she's the sort of person that you just want in your club environment. And despite how this dual athlon goes, she will give it her best. And she will have a great time doing it. And, and where is the dual athlon? Which it's one are you doing? Staunton Harold in Derbyshire. Oh, there's hills in Derbyshire. There's hills there, you know. It's not flat, there's hills. <laughs> mountains. <laughs> Wink can tell you about them. There's all sheep on these mountains. But, you know, he can tell you about, about them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> not not one mem member you brought two members and another young lady who's going to introduce course. us to radio nook thank you for coming in the studio you, and you are i'm lorraine and why <laughs> same question why I'm, I'm more nervous about this black thing in front of me than i am doing a, my first triathlon don't don't worry about that at all i would be a lot more nervous about the triathlon <laughs> but you you're booked up for a triathlon i am i'm going well to try done. the southall sprint on june the second and i run i've run for years and years i can cycle but i've never done anything like a triathlon and i couldn't swim until I started Tom's lessons last July. You couldn't swim? I could just sort of doggy paddle. Um, and I'm learning freestyle, which I'm really pleased about. So, doggy paddle to triathlon yes. in under 12 months. That is brilliant. 
You are a star. Last last May, we went to watch people do the sprint triathlon in Southwell. And someone said to me, would you like to have a go? And I said, well, actually, I think I'll still be swimming when everyone else is finished. (laughs) And that was the challenge. The gauntlet thrown down to try and do it. So It doesn't matter if you are swimming anybody else. The fact that you are doing it, the fact that you're both having a go vindicates what tom and win are, are doing and um when we come back um we're gonna have a quick phone call and then a quick what's on this weekend you both can tell people how to get in touch with you and do what these two young ladies are going to attempt not attempt they're actually going to do it if you recall back to monday's show rob wardman told us a, a wonderful story of, of how the the newark rugby club under 16 boys got to the final of the NLD trophy. Um, they beat Paviors and it was a last kick of the match penalty. But there's a bit more of a story than that. So I thought the best person to remind us all and tell us about is one very, very proud mum. So welcome to Radio New York to Debs Lee. Debs, good evening. Good evening. Um, I say a very proud mum. Obviously, you're a very proud mum because Rob says you ran around the rugby pitch at least three times. <laughs> At least. I think um, probably several more than that. <laughs> just talk us through, if you can, that scenario right at the end of the match. Right, OK. Well, I should say that in the second half, because it became so nail-bitingly close, and, and at the point where Ben took that last kick, we were actually losing by a point. Um, I I got to the stage where I couldn't actually watch the game because it was so close. The conditions were, were dreadful. Um, and with a couple of mums, I was sort of looking through my fingers going, this is just so nail-bitingly close, we can't bear it. Um, but then, uh, I'm, I'm sure Rob told you, uh, knew it were awarded a penalty. And uh, I since found out that the referee actually said to Ben, my son, who took the penalty, um, this will be the last kick. So after this, it's that's it. You know, you're not going to get any more. I.e., that's, you've got one chance and one chance only. So he lined up, went to take the kick um, and missed the kick. But the Pavia's uh, players started to charge him down. And without getting sort of too in-depth into the, into the rules of rugby, you can't do that on a penalty kick. So the referee, very kindly... Um, said to him, right, you get another opportunity to take the kick. So, uh, you know, heart rate at this point is going through the roof. Um, Everybody's nerves are in shreds anyway. But Ben took a deep breath um, and very calmly put the ball through the posts. And that was it. The boys were through. So it was uh, a very proud and yet probably the most nerve-wracking moment of my life. (laughs) It was nerve-wracking for you, but... Mm. Ben, I understand, is what we call playing the year up. In other words, is the baby of the team. He is the baby of the team. He only started playing with the under-16s, I think it was back in October last year, and he actually only turned 15 on the Saturday. So he was was only newly a 15-year-old, if you like. Um, But he's had such tremendous support by the coaches, uh, led by Danny Cohen, and all of the boys. Immediately, they've, they've made him feel very, very welcome in that team and his game has come on leaps and bounds his confidence has grown as an as a player and uh, you can see that on the pitch and, I, and i've got to be honest um 
I saw a young man take that kick. It's the first time. You know, like most mums, I look and I still see my baby. But he was a very composed and um, calm young man. And, uh, yeah, I'm just hugely, hugely proud of him and the boys because, you know, they put him in that position to be able to take that kick. It was their um, perseverance and their determination and just true grit to, to get to that point where he could take that kick. So it was a real team performance. Fabulous. So one second mum was trying to work out how, how to console him for the rest of the afternoon <laughs> and then the next second mum was saying we can have anything you want. Uh, absolutely. Well, yeah, within reason, you know, he's, he's still re- restricted on his iPhone usage, you know, no, he'll never do anything so good to be able to give his iPhone for 24 hours a day. You know, but that's, that's come that. close. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, what a lot of people um, don't know about Ben, but he's absolutely true, is he was actually born in the same hospital as Johnny Wilkinson. Um, I swear, you- I, I know. And then I know that because I was there. <laughs> but he was, uh, yeah, he, he, it was just a great, great afternoon for New York Rugby Club in general, you know. It was, uh, certainly will go down in, uh, in, in our family history books, that is for sure. And you've got to go all through it again because you've got a final to come up. Good grief, yeah, absolutely. I should be practising the deep breathing exercises between now and then because, uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a calm uh, spectator i always even watching you know england play play rugby i always get very very nervous you know my husband will tell you i frequently have to disappear out the room because i just you know nerves get the better of me so it's always a thousand times worse when ben's playing that is for sure particularly when it's a high profile game we'll talk to you again before the final and have a bit of a preview and we'll probably try and get yourself and ben and a couple more into the studio because it's going, to, it's, going, it's going to be a great day but Debs, thank you so much for joining us and uh, isn't that what local sport is all about? It's, go- it's going through the motions. Debs Lee there, um, the very, very proud mother. Right, um, Tony, very quickly, um, we'll stick with rugby because Newt Rugby Club returned to action with an attractive-looking home match against uh, Loughborough on Saturday, 3 o'clock at Kellen Road, Roughborough fourth in the table. Um, if Newark Beaton will go above them, which is fairly inevitable. Um, if Southwell are going to avoid relegation, they've got to beat Matlock because Matlock are dropping like a stone and they've dropped a tenth in the table. So Southwell have got to win that. Okay, they got beat last week at Dromfield. Fair comment, Dromfield a second. Matlock can't win for Toffee at the moment. Mm. So that's got to be a win. Simple as that. Two rugby victories. How many games has Southwell got left? I'll say eight. Yeah, it's, a- it's running out. They have to beat teams like Matt They've like got Matt to do that. Um, flow save, travel to bottom of the table, Arnold, and nothing less than three points is even on the agenda because Selston and Radford play each other, the two teams that, if anybody's going to get in flow serve's way, it's going to be one of those two. Yes, all right. <laughs> Stop panicking. Um, Newark Town's recent good <laughs> run has seen them move off the bottom, but they have to go to Retford. Collingham returned to action with an own match against Asken. Um, fourth, it's fourth against, third against fourth as Newark Town reserves take on safer reserves. That's an interesting looking match at, at uh, Lowfields for if nobody wants to travel out of town on Saturday afternoon. Hockey, the ladies' ones, they play Loughborough in a noon shootout. The Jaguars wheelchair basketball travel to Leeds to play the Spiders. Ed Howitz at the British University Individual Open. Colin Gumbrand under 18s play a quarter-final 
um, of um, the League Cup. It's the East Midlands Cross Country League at Long Eaton. It's the Leicestershire 10K. And it's something called the St. Valentine 30K at Stanford. Which Tom's doing? Which Tom is doing? Or why you can have run 30K and use the word Valentine in the same sentence? I'm still trying to work out. Um, going back to the flow serve match, they are running the coach. It leaves from one o'clock from the ground. But if you want to go on it, you've got to book by tonight. Um, the Newark Flow Serve Football Saturday Facebook page, you go on to and register your interest there or via Twitter. One or the other, but you've got to do it tonight because they've still got a few seats left. If they don't fill the bus, they may have to cancel it. So don't wait until the last minute. Get yourself booked. It's a Arnold's a decent ground. It's a good day out, and you'll see Flo Serve scoring out full of goals. At least that's the theory. <laughs> so good luck to all our teams that's playing at the weekend. And a full guide to what's on at the weekend will be going on to our Facebook pages sometime later on tomorrow. Um, Tom, so Tom and um, Wynn, um, how do people get involved how do people join because we talked to two young ladies that by their own admission had not even dreamt of doing dual athlons triathlons they couldn't even swim 12 months ago one of them couldn't so come on anybody and everybody to do it five minutes mr thomas go um how well how, how do they contact us currently we're currently we're on um we haven't got a website set up as yet obviously but it's in the pipeline we are on facebook um, you can contact through, through our Facebook page. Um, there's a phone number on there as well, and there's an email you can contact us. Um, you can speak to Tom directly if, if that's if that's what you wish through the Facebook page. Um, and there's there's a well, there will be other ways in the future that you can get hold of us. You, what, you know, the, even the better thing I recommend is coming down for a session on a Wednesday. Come down for a track session on a Wednesday. Introduce yourself to myself and Tom and the girls as well around us. Get involved. See what it's all about. See, um, see how good we are as a club and um, maybe then you can come and join us for the future. You've worked out already, Tom, you won't get a word in edgeways, haven't you? Because you've sort of... I'm just doing sign language. Yes, sort of way, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, Track session on Wednesday, the man says. What time? It's 6.30 we start on a Wednesday. It's about an hour. It's open to all abilities. Um, you don't have to be a particularly fantastic runner. It's a good introduction to how to run on track. Um, we always do a proper warm-up. We look at technique. So we make sure that we get people running smoother, and lighter on their feet. And so it's not just a main set. It's the technical aspects and like we did the other night, last night, we look at how the run of triathlon is slightly different to maybe just a generic run or a long-distance run technique because you've just done a bike and a swim beforehand and sometimes that's a long distance and you're, you're very sore, so you need to adapt a slightly different run style to help you with the, uh, the triathlon at the end of everything. So please, absolutely, the second one wins us, please come along. Just have a chat with us, even if you don't want to get involved with the session. You just want to sort of meet us all and say hello. Um, if you get down there ten minutes early and just have a chat, we'd, uh, we'd love to, to see and, and meet you and uh, tell you what it's all about and tell us your experience. And, um, and as you've said time and time again tonight, build slowly. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I think when me and Wynn were talking... At the moment, especially, this might change in the future, but we want to keep our numbers relatively small so we can have that personalised 
response to people and make them feel part of the team. I think sometimes when you grow too large, it can be quite hard to do that. And if that happens, and it'd be fantastic if it did in the future, we just need to get more coaches on board so we can deal with those numbers. Um, but like you say, slow burner at the moment. And if anyone wants to come and be involved and take a ride out um, and you know help us to put on more sessions, that's equally on the I, I, I mean, the running bits, as regards putting on the sessions, I assume is, is the easy bit. But booking the pool at the leisure centre and... Absolutely. Making sure everybody goes out there and buys a super cycle. It's that, 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 <laughs> that's the tricky it, it, bit. Yeah. The two wheel bit is the hardest bit, I'd have thought. Yes. Um, well, on the day of the event, the cycling is the most demanding element, I believe, because you're out there the longest. Then again, actually being able to run at the end of it, which is the most extreme on the joints, is pretty challenging. You know, your legs don't want to move after you've been doing a bike. But um, like you say, getting pull time. Is something that we're looking into at the moment and we're hoping in a couple of months we should have a Monday and a Wednesday night swim every Monday and alternate Wednesdays so when we have enough interest hopefully the leisure centre will be nice and accommodating that's on the cards at the moment so as once we can finalise that and we get the numbers interested we can hopefully get together and have a bit of a swim squad going so and then the biking obviously the time of year at the moment is not ideal no. but it's, all, there as as it's all building and we want to we want to build with you so you both come back and see us yeah, um, again yes, very please. soon and tell us how it's going and let, let's just keep thank you keep um, pushing this thing and we'll we we will keep our eyes on our two ladies please, to see how they get on do. in their dual yeah. and and their triathlon and that <laughs> is ladies and gents it for another week of radio new sport we have spoken to megan williams and the gang from new york amateur boxing club Corey mcfarland last night talking about his daughter when that one is podcast, please, please, please listen to it. It was a little bit, it was an awful lot special. It was one of those that uh, Hank is at the ready jobs. And tonight we learn of yet another new fantastic club in Newark, the Newark Tri Club. Go down and try it. Indeed. It's as simple Indeed. as that. Next week we're back. Um, slightly new look next week. But the main thing is, it's the same time. So we'll see you at seven on Monday. We're